0: Settle in and get ready for spoilers, because this film is lit. A coming-of-age tale of tattoos, fishnets, and bruises. It's Whip It, and this film is lit. Hello and welcome back to This Film is Lit, the podcast where we talk about movies that are based on books. On this week's episode, we're discussing the 2009 Drew Barrymore directorial debut, Whippet, which is based on the Shauna Cross novel from this roughly the 2007, I guess, like yeah. a year or two before. But they got shopped at the same time. The movie yeah. went into production at the same time, basically. Uh, novel Whippet, or sorry, Derby Girl, but also was retitled Whippet, I assume, because in the credits of the movie... It's the credited as Whippet.
1: Yeah, I noticed that. So I'm
0: thinking that they re-released it under the title Whippet to tie in with the movie. They might have, yeah.
1: I didn't find anything about that in my research. It's interesting, because that would make sense. I would bet that's probably the case. It probably got re-released.
0: Yeah. We have all of our normal segments. We have Let Me Sum Up, Guess Who? even have a Lost in Adaptation this week, so we're going to get right into it with our first segment. Let Me Sum Up.
2: Let me explain there is too much let me sum up
0: so uh i assume these are pretty similar
1: yeah they're pretty similar
0: cool uh, especially because we as we mentioned in the prequel episode shauna cross who is the uh the author of the novel also wrote the screenplay mm-hmm. and uh as we mentioned in the prequel did it at the same time basically and pitched, well shopped the the story as both a movie and a book at the same time and then the novel or the the script was also further influenced by Drew Barrymore and other writers, but Shawna Cross has the singular writing credit on it. So um, they were developed at the same time. So the story is pretty similar. We'll obviously talk about those differences, but I'm just going to go ahead and briefly sum up the plot of Whip It the film. Um, if you haven't seen Whip It, uh, it is available to rent on Amazon. Uh, you know, it's like four bucks or something like that. So you can stream it. It's not available to stream anywhere for free, unfortunately. Uh, At least not. It may be if you have like stars or something. I don't know. We didn't look for that. But it wasn't in terms of like Netflix or anything. So the plot of Whippet is uh, Bliss something or another. Candiver or something like that? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay is a uh 16 17 year old girl uh living in uh, a small town in texas uh she does pageants because her mother uh did pageants and uh her mother likes her to do pageants so she does pageants that's where we kind of meet her at the beginning of the story is in a pageant but she's sort of grown out of that phase of her life she's not into it anymore she's interested in, in sort of uh more alternative things which Uh, in uh, the opening scene we see her she's dying her hair or she has dyed her hair blue Um, she's sort of hitting that point in her life where she's sort of you know, trying to figure out who she is and that sort of thing and doesn't think she's a a pageant girl anymore Um, and uh, she goes shopping and uh, runs into some roller derby girls who are there advertising that they have a a bout coming up an exhibition bout Uh, and her and her friend Pash go to this bout Uh, she loves it, falls in love with it thinks it's super cool And they tell her, well, you should come try out. And so she does. uh, And she kind of goes through the process of trying out and then getting on the team and kind of falling in love with the sport. Uh, And then she's hiding it from her parents. So there's turmoil there because they don't know about it. She kind of lies to them about what she's doing so that she can go to these practices. She also lies to the team about being old enough to skate because she's not technically old enough to be on the team. You have to be uh, 21 in the movie to be on the team. And she's only 17, but she lies about being 21 so that she can skate. She's really good, and she ends up elevating her team that she becomes a part of in the roller derby league, uh, from the worst in the league to competing for the top spot in the competition or in the in their league. Um, and it all comes to a head where she has a uh, some. There's a, there's also a boy subplot that's not super important to the story, but there's a boy subplot where she she kind of falls in love with this dude who ends up being an asshole, breaking up breaking her heart kind of thing. Uh, she has a falling out with her friends and her parents all at the same time. And it leads to the night of the big Derby championship and the night of the big beauty pageant that, that was coming up. Uh, she's going to do the beauty pageant for her mom, but uh, ultimately her dad is like, no, and realizes that she loves roller Derby and talks, basically says, no, go do that. And she goes and does roller Derby. Uh, and we'll talk about what happens at the, at the, at the league championship later. Um, But her mom comes and sees her and kind of uh, learns to at least a little bit accept what her daughter is becoming and that sort of transition out of what she wanted her daughter to be. Uh, Happy ending, relatively speaking. Uh, We all learned a little something. So that's pretty much it, right?
1: Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. All
0: right. So if you didn't see the film, that's roughly the plot. Now we're going to do Let Me Guess Who. No, Guess Who, (laughs) not Let Me Guess Who. Combined segments there.
2: Who are you? No one of consequence. I must know. get used to disappointment.
0: Okay. So guess whose segment is the game show portion of the show where Katie is going to read character descriptions from the book and see if I can guess what character from the movie it is describing. How many do we have?
1: We've got four. Today. Okay. I find myself face to face with with a fierce platinum blonde sporting blue streaks that I hate to admit look better on her than they ever did on me. Not to mention the killer mermaid tattoo covering her left arm.
0: Okay. Um, the bl- platinum blonde, there's a, there's a couple uh, in the movie. Um, the first one that jumps to my mind, I think it's Eva Destruction, I believe, is the one that's blonde. Like super platinum blonde. But she's also not really a main character because she's not on the 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 team that um, Bliss ends up on. My guess with the 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 the, the tattoo covering her arm, uh, Kristen Wiig's character is kind of blondish, and also has a whole sleeve of tattoos on at least her one of her arms. I don't remember. I think it's mm-hmm. her left arm. She doesn't have blue in her hair. I don't think any of them really do in the movie, at least not that yeah, I specifically remember. Yeah, Drew
1: Barrymore's got like a couple different colors, yes. but not specifically. Yes, so it, it could be
0: Drew Barrymore because I think she also has tattoos on her arm and I don't remember her. Oh, she's Ashley Sm- Smashley Simpson. I'm going to say that that's, I don't remember Kristen Wiig's character's name. I feel like they don't say it that much. I'm sure they do, but I'm going to say that that's Kristen Wiig's character.
1: Um, well, you're right. Okay. Um, in the book, uh, that skater's name is Malice in Wonderland. Okay. Um, but she's the equivalent character gotcha. to Kristen Wig, whose name in the movie was Maggie Mayhem. Maggie Mayhem. Which That's was right. uh, Shauna Cross's the actual author's name. actual derby name.
0: There you go. Interesting. All right, one for one, crushing it.
1: I took one look at her '50s pencil skirt and homemade skull earrings. Not only is she hilarious and crazy smart. But she is the most beautiful Arab-American bombshell this side of the Pecos River.
0: Where's the Pecos River?
1: It's, it's in Texas. Okay, fair enough. I guess, <laughs> um,
0: I guess it is, but that's an interesting way to say that. I don't, is there any specific Arab, Arab quote-unquote Americans in the movie? I, I, I'm trying to think of the pencil skirt. Who's wearing a pencil skirt in the movie? There's, I guess, the people that that could be is the there's the team that is, and I, and I think the teams are different in the book. But there's the team that has the, uh, they're like the schoolgirls. Uh, there uh, is like their thing, the holy rollers. The holy rollers. Yeah, they're like Catholic schoolgirl type mm-hmm. thing. So that it's not really a pencil skirt, but uh, uh, and I mean, because they also some of the some I feel like some of the scouts, the girl, what's the, the girl, the hurl scouts. I think some of them might have skirts. I don't. This could literally be anybody, because again, I don't remember anybody's having a specific ethnicity mentioned in the <laughs> in the movie. So I don't, I have no idea who this could be. Uh, I I'll guess that it's um, I I don't know, I, I I can't, I don't have a guess.
1: Um, it's Pash, it's her best friend. Fuck,
0: that makes sense. <laughs> a little bit makes sense, I guess. She's yeah. a
1: little more like alternative. Yeah, because
0: she's book not particularly alternative like presented in the movie. as in the movie. Yeah, she she doesn't. No, yeah. In the movie, like, Ellen Page is, is like the yeah. more alternative y yeah. one, and Pash is more like, I don't know.
1: Sure, her, like, like the clothes she wears are are more, like, fit to the style of the era, kind of. Like, what
0: was popular, quote-unquote. Yeah, like, with an edge to it, slightly, like...
1: Like, with the -the off-the-shoulder tops, and, like... Yeah. It's what she wears a lot in the movie.
0: Yeah. That makes sense, I guess. I guess, because I don't know... I couldn't even begin to speculate what ethnicity Aaliyah Shankar is. I
1: actually looked it up when I was reading the book because I knew that she played that character. And I was reading the book and I, I saw that that character was of Middle Eastern descent. And I was like, oh no, did they whitewash her? Well, but I, I looked, she's, her dad, I think, is Middle Eastern. Okay. So. I wouldn't,
0: I mean, yeah, her name is, dis- is distinct and yeah. like felt like there but i like i said i wouldn't even begin to speculate i would, I would just be guessing like i have no yeah. idea in terms of like her last name what what where that hails from so
1: and who knows that could be a, like an americanized yeah version of something or yeah. a stage name i i don't I know no idea. i don't know enough about her as Fair a enough. person <laughs> i don't either
0: <laughs> her father's from iraq
1: yeah
0: it doesn't say anything about his name being americanized but who knows who knows
1: if you happen to be an indie rock loving thrift store prowling homemade t-shirt wearing blue hair dying misfit girl
0: i don't understand this isn't is this a description it was
1: the closest that we got to a description so how am i supposed to
0: is, is so those words apply to a character yes okay oh okay that's that's bliss or whatever her character's name is. Yeah, it's Bliss. Yeah. Is it Bliss in the book? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's Bliss then.
1: Yeah. The sentence is taken out of context. Okay, I was so, so. confused by it. yeah, <laughs>
0: But that makes sense. I was like, those are all things she does, except for maybe the homemade t-shirt. Ah, I, I think that one might be a homemade t-shirt. Because she definitely listens to indie rock. She definitely goes to thrift stores in the movie. Uh, and she, she dyes her hair blue in the movie in the beginning. And I think that that one t-shirt that she wears several times is, like, covered in safety pins that I think she, like, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: did into a design. It looks like to me, but I could be wrong. Anyway, (laughs) so I think those all do actually apply to the movie as well.
1: My eyes follow the paint-stained brogues up to a pair of weathered jeans, a threadbare t-shirt, and last but definitely not least, a shock of messy ink-black hair.
0: Uh, this is the, the douche i don't know oliver i think yeah, is his, his name. name is oliver yeah yeah it's yeah. him yeah it's, him. it's his name oliver in the book
1: his name is oliver in the book Okay, there you go like he's like kind of a a stereotypical uh young adult he's got like the jet black hair and i, I couldn't find a good way to um pull a quote out but he also has emerald green eyes
0: ah yes so yeah he, he's the <laughs> the quintessential uh male love interest of a yeah. young adult fiction yeah. novel or semi-fiction novel yeah <laughs> makes sense all right uh so f- uh, four for f- no three for four i missed the the pash mm-hmm. Oh well not all bad, right. not too bad i could have got that one if I'd, i i considered it but i was like nah anyways all right that's it for uh the fun game show segment We're going to get into my questions now and really get into the nitty-gritty figure out what was in the book.
2: Nicholas Flamel is the only known maker of the Philosopher's Stone. What? Honestly, don't you two read?
0: In was that in the book. As I watch the movie, I come up with questions that I want to know if they were from the book, if they were added for the film, and vice versa. So, first question Does Bliss accidentally dye her hair blue before a beauty pageant? I say accidentally. She does it on purpose, but she thinks it's temporary when she does it in the film. So she
1: accidentally has blue hair. Yes. She accidentally
0: permanently dyes her hair blue (laughs) uh, and has blue hair at a beauty pageant.
1: Um, No, she doesn't accidentally dye it blue. She does dye it blue on purpose throughout the book. She, She just has blue hair.
0: Does she have blue hair at beauty pageants? Yes. Oh, okay. Does her mom, And that's just maybe a point of contention with her and her mom as opposed to like a reveal.
1: Yeah, it's not specifically mentioned as like a point of contention, but based on her and her right. mom's relationship, we, we, would assume we would assume it's that probably it a point of contention, yeah. yeah.
0: But it's not a surprise to her mother at one of the beauty patches no. in the book. Gotcha. Would Like it is in the film. Uh, I'm like, I, gotta, I gotta ask about this line. It's in the trailer, and I think one of the only li- There's like two lines I, I re- recognized, because I'd never seen this film, but I'd seen the trailer several times. And this line, and there was one other one that stuck out to me as sort of quintessential uh, young adult coming of age dialogue.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, that's great for a trailer and I wanted to know if this came from the book. And that line is uh, Bliss is working works at a uh, she's a waitress at a diner and some of her high school friends or people from her high school are there and one of them is an old friend of hers uh who they're no longer friends and i don't remember that character's name.
1: Her name is Corby yes. in the book i think that is, it, was it is the same in the, in the, the movie. yeah it's something
0: like that in the movie um because i couldn't tell what it was and i was like because it's not a common name mm-hmm. i assume it's a nickname or something but corby uh and corby says to her uh so you are you like alternative now and bliss responds alternative to what which and it's a fun line Mm-hmm. Is it from the book? It's not. Yeah. felt like a movie line.
1: It's a good trailer. Like, it's a exchange. great trailer line. Yeah. It's
0: a great trailer line. It's one of the perfect, it's like when you first name when you're going through trying to figure out what to put in the trailer, you're like, boom, that line. Because <laughs> uh, Ellen Page also delivers it masterfully. This is like two years after Juno. I looked up because I was like, is this before or after Juno? I thought it was mm-hmm. after. It is. And yeah, she's, she's great in this. We'll talk about it. So this is an interesting dynamic over the course of the whole movie is the relationship between Bliss and her mom, uh, who I can't played by Marcia Gay Harden. I can't remember her mom's name. I, I don't know how much they say it, but is the dynamic of their relationship and sort of the the push and pull between her her mom um, wanting certain things for her daughter and wanting her daughter to be certain things, but also being a little bit supportive at times and obviously caring deeply for her daughter and loving her. And that sort of push and pull, uh, it feels really good in the movie. It feels really real. And uh, the one scene in particular that that I thought about it was that really, like, uh, first initially kind of did a great job capturing that dynamic was when they she takes her, she goes, oh, do you want to go shopping? And takes her to Austin, I think to Austin, um, to go uh, to a thrift store. And and uh, Ellen Page picks out some boots that she really likes, like some Doc Marten kind of boot things mm-hmm. that yeah, she like really a combat likes. Boot. Yeah, like combat boots. And uh, she asks her mom, like, "What do you think?" And her mom's like makes a joke about at least they don't have duct tape on them or something like that. Um, but you can also her she also when Ellen Page looks at herself in the mirror or something and smiles like really big, you see her mom like smile and like you can tell that she's even though this isn't necessarily the way that she would prefer her daughter to be quote unquote, she still likes that her daughter is happy in this moment and like feels good about, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that dynamic in that particular scene felt really um, well done, really well crafted. And it was uh, the, the sort of beginning of this dynamic or this complex relationship is their relationship similar in the book.
1: Um, Yeah. She has a, a complex relationship with her mom in both the book and the movie, um, which was something that I enjoyed about yeah. um, both mediums. Um it's in my experience very true to the teenage years. <laughs> <Yeah>. Hi mom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I think that I think it's true for ninety nine you know for most people. Yeah. Um and it's uh I I thought too that that was the strongest aspect. I have notes about it later in like the odds and ends just kind of the general note section, but I thought that was the strongest part of the whole film was the performances and those specific core relationships felt really well written and really realistic mm-hmm. um, and and uh, complex and layered uh, in a way that sometimes you don't get in like sort of young adult coming of age tales. A lot of times you do when the good ones and we've mm-hmm. talked about them in some of them, but other times they're a little. nah. I think it's, so it's,
1: yeah, it's something that's easy to tip into like caricature.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah,
1: yeah, but I think the the movies especially did a really yeah. good job of showing it, that kind of layered it remi- complexity.
0: It reminded me a lot of like Lady Bird, and mm-hmm. without, I mean, Lady Bird I think is a, a masterpiece of a film. Whereas this is not quite a masterpiece of a film. This is a very good film in my opinion, but not like ma- mm. there. There's a lot, of, a lot of it's been a long time since I've seen Lady Bird since we watched it, but um, it reminded me of that and that's a similar um, exploring a similar dynamic between mother and daughter. Uh, with a little less drama potentially from yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ladybird from my memory, it's been a year or two since we watched it. it had a little more uh a little more drama between them than in this one so uh eventually after bliss uh decides she wants to do roller derby and sees it and falls in love with it and she goes and tries out uh they when she shows up, they're like, oh, well, actually, I think it's when she first when they tell her to come try out, I think is when it happens but they they say, oh, but you got to be 21 how old are you? And she says, I'm 22. And they're like, oh, okay. So she lies. She's actually 17 in the movie. Is that an element, uh, a dynamic of the story in the book, her lying about being old enough?
1: Yes. Okay. Um, the lie is a little bit less intense in the book. She's 16 and she says she's 18.
0: See, that was what I thought was interesting. And I think you're right about why they do this later. You have a note about it. Yeah. Why they change it for the movie because 18 makes sense because yeah. you're a legal adult.
1: And yeah, and and you you got yeah, you do have to be eighteen yeah. to skate. Yeah,
0: to be like to could be on a be, uh,
1: yeah, roller derby because team. you got
0: to sign the legal release form or whatever, yeah. saying if I hurt myself, blah blah blah. You know, like and and otherwise you would have to have your parents' permission, which the movie does address. But the movie makes that number twenty one, which makes no sense in terms of like, yeah, because you're an adult at eighteen, so you could. But yeah. But we'll talk about why they make that change later, and I think you're 100% right as to why they they make it tw- uh, 21 instead yeah. of 18. Is there... Uh, so in the movie, there's this character named Iron Maven, played by Juliette Lewis, uh, who is... Uh, she's on the 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 best roller derby team in the league. Mm-hmm. And the way the league works, we I don't know if we'll ever really talk about this specifically, but the way the league works in the movie, and this isn't completely... This isn't... Um, this is a realistic thing that... That the league is it's like all in Austin, but there's like five teams that like when you when you join the league you, you get put onto one of these five teams yeah. and then those teams compete with each other for um like the championship or whatever. Mm-hmm. So but they but they don't because like the way your league works and stuff like uh, our city's roller derby team competes against other cities. Yeah, and this one doesn't do that, but they're also a big enough city, right? That well, they can have. yeah, we
1: live in a. a- small town yeah with other small towns surrounding it um and occasionally we skate against like teams from like st louis which is kind of the nearest big city um but yeah we only have we only have the one team here yeah
0: yeah you don't have quite enough people for your own league but i would imagine if you go to like big cities Mm -hmm. that there's enough people within the city to just compete. Now they also travel and play other teams and stuff, but you could just compete with your own city.
1: Yeah. And and especially at the time when, when Derby was going through a bit of a Renaissance. Yeah. um, I imagine you in a, in a big city like Austin, you would have enough people to have a league with several teams.
0: Yep. So anyways, one of the people on one of the, the the best team in the league, uh, her name is Iron Maven and she's just a giant jerk and a bully. Over the whole movie, uh, and she has a bit of so it's a bit of a character arc that we'll discuss. But uh, she's a big bully most of the movie, and like a kind of a caricature of a bully. Um, and we'll get into some of the details. But is that uh, is that character in the book?
1: Um, she does have a direct equivalent in the book. That character's name is Might. Okay. She's a little bit different. We don't ever see her being kind of that bully character to anyone but bliss yeah in the book um and she's not like quite as much of a bully as she is in the movie yeah
0: yeah that was the thing that that stuck out to me in the movie is that it felt like like when i said a caricature of a bully i think juliette lewis does a good job and i and i like where her character goes and i like sort of the overall character arc of her and like her reasoning in the movie for why she's a bully is makes sense to me Mm -hmm. like it's a a motivation that makes sense and i get sort of the resentment she has for ellen page's character Mm -hmm. but also the actions she goes through in the movie and i get it's for the fun for the drama of the film but there she's like throwing food at Ellen Page and like tossing her into hot tubs and like like high school and like shoving literally shoving her in lockers.
1: Yeah, she does literally
2: shove her into. And I and,
0: I and I think there's a, you know it's it's over the top and I get that it's on purpose and that it's uh, because also Ellen Page is a high school student so it's like this sort of mm-hmm. mirroring her experience of high school to some extent um, and so I I don't think it doesn't work I just thought it was a little like she's it's a little over the top for um her motivation that we ultimately find out it feels a little too like classical high school bully i don't know
1: yeah and i I would agree with that um i think there i would make kind of a a pros and cons list with her character for what the book did versus what the movie did um the book the book's portrayal of her was a little subtler yeah um but you also, the book doesn't really give her a motivation
0: oh, okay. the way
1: that the movie does, which I'll talk about yeah. later. Yeah,
0: because I actually really, like I said, I really like their motivation, which we'll talk about. So uh, this is the thing uh, that we'll talk about uh, a fair amount over the course of this episode uh, is the depiction of roller derby in the movie. Um, but one very specific instance that I want to talk about is, does the book have instances of people uh, like literally elbowing people in the face and punching them and breaking their noses and stuff?
1: No. <laughs> okay.
0: So it sounds like potentially the book is a slightly more realistic portrayal
1: of roller derby.
0: Yeah. It is funny because the movie kind of tries to have it both ways, and we'll talk about it. It has It kind of tries to have its cake and eat it too in the sense of like, this isn't the roller derby your parents watched on TV that was like professional wrestling but it kind of is still (laughs) like (laughs) but the movie version still kind of is because it's a movie version so it needs to be like
1: it needs to be yeah like dynamic and
0: super dynamic there needs
1: to be drama to it
0: yeah but yeah so we get people literally punching people in in roller derby matches and like and, and and not even necessarily like just out of anger but just like it's it's like anger mixed with like just, like, elbow, elbowing people for, like, as a strategy, which yeah. is <laughs> not allowed in, in current-day roller derby. Now, who knows? Maybe, again, at the time, the rules were a little more...
1: And maybe they were a little more fast and loose. A little more fast and loose with the
0: rules. Maybe this is, like, the heyday of, like the like you said, the the sort of renaissance, the, the rebirth of roller derby. And maybe the rules weren't quite so, like, yeah established and, and, and the leagues were a little more rough and tumble. It's possible. I don't know, uh, but you, apparently it doesn't happen in the book. So, <laughs> yeah, um, not yeah. Not to say that the, nobody has ever punched anybody on a roller derby rink. I'm sure it's happened. I'm just saying <laughs> that. I mean, I've never seen it. I've only been to a handful of roller derby matches or half dozen or whatever. But we've never seen it. Um, and uh, I would be surprised if it happens very I think often. You
1: would be in the box so yes.
0: fast. Well, you'd be in the box, but also I don't. You would never be allowed to play again. I feel like. Most teams would just probably, maybe not never, but, like, I would bet if I had to guess that if you punched another player on the rink that or on the track, that things would be like, ah, you're going to sit it out for a while. Maybe not. Yeah,
1: I don't, I don't know what the specific rules are for, like, fighting, like, yeah. if you can get, like, suspended, or I'm not sure about that. Yeah,
0: and there, yeah, that would be an interesting question, because my guess would be that there's some sort of, like, um maybe not specific rules, but, like, kind of more, like uh three strike rule or something where it's like yeah. uh, but if well, you like I start mean, an all-out fight on the i think uh, and i, I think know. certainly
1: if it was something that you did consistently yes that's like how I mean, we yeah. kind of see like drew barrymore's, drew barrymore's character, character would not be does it to, like it. consistently i think your team wouldn't want you no
0: no <laughs> because yeah you would and and that's the thing the movie doesn't ever go into is in in, in current modern day uh um flat track roller derby, like at least through the flat track association or whatever, there are penalties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like you can get penalties and go to the penalty box. Yeah. Like in hockey basically. Yeah. Um and it and it literally gives the other team a power play like in hockey essentially because mm-hmm. you're down a skater. Um and so yeah, if you were doing that consistently it would be ruining games for your team yeah and especially
1: like she's the jammer like yeah, if the jammer the jammers, goes to yeah. the penalty box oh, you bad. don't even have a chance to score no, it's
0: real bad it's one thing if like yeah if if a blocker goes but it's real bad if, <laughs> if a jammer goes and they call it something too it's called like a power jam or something if the jammer if the if one team's jammer goes to the penalty box it's called like a power jam or super jam i remember them uh, saying that yeah it is i don't remember yeah. the exact phrase but i remember them saying that at games that we've gone to Um, It's got some name when the jammer's in the penalty box because the other person can just score as much as they can get, you know, basically Mm -hmm. as much as they can during that time. All right. uh, So there's a big focus in the movie on the idea of plays and running plays. And this is a thing that stuck out to me as, and again, I don't play roller derby. I've never even been to a practice, but I've watched roller derby, uh, you know, like I said, uh, four or five times or whatever. Um, And, uh, and seen videos and stuff. And to me, the idea of plays, I'm sure there are some, but it doesn't strike me as a super uh, like prominent aspect of roller derby. And I could be wrong about this. I'm happy to be corrected uh, and not 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 necessarily that you would know entirely. I'm just saying in general, if somebody out there does know who's listening to this, the idea of running like plays routinely in roller derby seems not like a thing that would happen. And the movie focuses on it a lot uh so one is the focus on plays in the book and two the specific instance in the movie that i thought was definitely a movie ad was that the coach for bliss's team at one point because he's so fed up with his team not wanting to run his plays or whatever that he goes and gives a play to the enemy team and they run it and 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 score a bunch of points or whatever and so kind of both that's my a and b part of that question (laughs)
1: Um, I I recall there being like mentions of plays in the yeah. book or like strategy. Yeah. Um, it's not a focus. Uh, there's no scene where the coach gives his playbook to the other team. Um, but also in the book, the Hurl Scouts aren't presented as like like in the movie they're like the worst team in the league and they're like unmotivated to get any better they don't care they're just there to like hang out and have a good time um and that's not the case in the book
0: interesting okay
1: there's just like any other team in the league
0: yeah I'm I'm not I didn't mean to imply that there's not strategy because there's definitely you can tell watch there's definitely oh, yeah, strategy, there's strategy and strategy. all that I'm not I'm not implying that there's not strategy and, and even plays I'm I just the extent to the, the and there's definitely not plays like there are in the movie because they're ridiculous cartoon plays which is we'll talk about that later but i, I just the, the the sort of focus on oh we got to run these plays and this play and that play and we got to try this play. it's like eh, to me that seemed unlikely in terms of how actual royal derby um, is probably played
1: it's not something that i can really speak to right, yeah. like it, it's not something that i have any experience with yeah there are definitely like different um configurations that blockers can get in Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i don't know if that counts as
0: a play and see maybe that would count as a play quote unquote um but to me that's a little different that's more of of like a blocking scheme versus like a play and there (laughs) are there
1: are different like moves that you can do so i could see where you could like Combine moves to yeah. make like a play like like i said it's not something that i can yeah. really speak to yeah. so i'm hesitant to say yeah. either I way know. i know i know if that is or isn't a factor of roller derby
0: yeah I, I yeah i know i but i still wanted to bring it up just because i thought that it was something that felt very i don't know fanciful <laughs>
1: <laughs> i mean definitely in the movie the some of the stuff that they show is not oh it's not realistic yes
0: no that uh, for sure I, I had no problem but it's a movie yeah uh at one point in the movie a one of the bouts one of the games that they're at gets busted by the fire uh marshal uh who comes in and makes them all leave and then the cops are also there and a bunch of people get busted and, and this includes pash being arrested um for being a minor with mm, carrying a beer or whatever um, she says it's an open container but it's minor without like
2: mm-hmm. it's
0: also open container but also anyways yeah because she's also a minor so I feel like that's the more important yeah. thing. but anyways she gets busted uh, does that happen in the book
1: um, there is an important bout that gets broken up by the fire marshal oh, okay. having too many people there um, Pash does not get arrested when that happens though which I will talk more about later
0: all right is there a swimming pool sex scene? There is not. That was a thing.
1: That was a thing. It
0: was a choice. They uh, held
1: their breath for a very long time. They held their
0: breath for so long. And it, th- this movie at times dabbles with like surrealism. Mm-hmm. Dabbles. Like in the tiniest bit. But like not really. Not in a way that felt like it. Sh- it should have committed further, I feel like. Maybe if it was going to do that. But yeah, the underwater sex scene... Um and I think there's some there's some um symbolism there that works mm-hmm. with that scene with the and they don't have sex that we see in the film but they're undressing under the water and making out and stuff and we it is to be implied that they do uh copulate but <laughs> <laughs> it's a technical term um but and and there's some uh, there's some symbolism there with the idea of her being uh in over her head, and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the yeah. sort of in too ma- deep, in too deep on on top of the sort of magical nature of your first time, which I think it's implied that this is for at least for Bliss, uh, and and sort of the surreal nature of them being underwater and it, it is very magical, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. So I, I I think it works as a scene overall, but. Uh, it's a little, I don't know. I didn't love it, mm-hmm. but I, didn't, I thought it had... I
2: have
1: some thoughts on that okay. as compared to what happened. But I have that in a later okay. section.
0: <laughs> okay, sorry. I won't go on and on about it then. Uh, this one, uh, this is a specific line that is mentioned in the movie that Pash says. And I kind of want to have a little brief discussion about it here because I think there's a discussion to be had, potentially. Um. Uh, at one point, uh, this is after Pash is arrested, and she's mad at Bliss mm-hmm. because Bliss basically abandoned her at after the roller. Right. Game. Yeah. She
1: abandons her. She goes off with Oliver, which is when Pash gets arrested. Arrested.
0: Yeah. And so she's feeling very um uh, abandoned by Bliss, and she's really mad at her. Uh. And she's talking to uh, what's it, Dwayne, uh, their manager at the diner, yeah, the Birdman, the Birdman, uh, the manager at the diner. See in the book yes okay i should have asked i didn't ask about (laughs) Dwayne, but um he's an interesting character uh but uh she's she's so she's like venting to Dwayne about how bliss abandoned her and she has a line where she says basically something along the lines of bliss uh left me to go uh run around with all these she males or something like yeah I, i don't know the full context of the line or the full quote something along those lines first off Simple question: Is that line in the book?
1: That line is not in the book.
0: Okay. Second question: Oof. Yeah. Uh, third question: It's not a question, I guess. But third question: Is it possible to do that? So, is it possible that it's you can have a line like that in a moment or a film like this, and even though it's quote unquote problematic, it still makes sense and isn't necessarily problematic. If that makes sense, um. So here's here's my argument: is that in this moment, Pash is very upset, very emotional, and is lashing out in the meanest way she can think of, and so she resorts to basically a slur, yeah, as a form of just in, a, in an emotional moment of anger, and that that. Maybe because the movie doesn't necessarily seem to imply potentially that she should say that, but it also doesn't comment on her that she shouldn't say that. If that makes sense, yeah. Yeah, do you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, <laughs> I know it's complicated, but it, if- it is.
1: Um, I, I think it's it's the one, and there's not a lot of moments like this in this movie which I think makes this potentially more unfortunate, but it is a moment I think that dates the movie in an unflattering way. It does, yeah. Um, Because that's definitely not something that maybe we would have been as concerned about in 2009 as we are in 2020.
0: Yeah, for sure. That's a a line that yeah wouldn't um, probably be written today. No, I I don't don't think so.
1: And not in a movie like this.
0: No. But, But my argument being that Like I said, my argument isn't that it's not that that my argument is that her saying it in that moment of anger, it's not justified like she or not that it's ever justified. But you see what I'm saying? Like, it's
1: is it understandable in that moment?
0: Not that it's understandable that but that we shouldn't that that you can say bad, awful things that a person can say bad, awful things in a moment of weakness. And that isn't an uh, an endorsement of that phrase. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like if if you're if if your protag- one of your protagonists in a movie, in a moment in in a moment where they're emotionally fraught, says something quote unquote problematic that doesn't isn't necessarily an endorsement of that. Pro- well, clearly isn't an endorsement of that problematic thing they said. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like. So so somebody being like calling somebody a a she male in the in the context of the scene that she did is potentially not problematic because she's not like they're not like joking about it. They're not like Mm -hmm. they're not like it's not like her and and Ellen Page like, you know, sitting around like hanging out and then like quipping, quipping (laughs) like she's like really upset Uh and tries to say something hurtful. And so the thing she says that is hurtful is this bad thing. Do you see what I'm saying? And that maybe that's not, maybe it's okay for a line like that to be in a movie in that context. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. That's what I'm kind of asking. That's what I'm trying to figure out.
1: Um, I think it could be, but I don't think that, I think you would have to do it differently. Okay for it to be quote-unquote okay yeah um i think maybe you would have to have not a full-on character arc right around like her learning something from that but at least maybe like a moment of like acknowledging or something
0: yeah I, I don't disagree. I think the thing that would make it work if you're going to do that, and it would have to be with the viewpoint of today, because I think you're right in the sense that in 2009, at the time this was written, people weren't as cognizant about yeah that type of thing, and so I yeah, think yeah, I
1: think it probably wouldn't even register for the majority of people. In people, in it would just blow right
0: yeah. past. Like you wouldn't even even quote unquote woke people in 2009, it would just yeah. blow right past because it was just not. I, I say that it's not entirely true. There are people. It would be calling it out it's not like 2009 right well but definitely ago,
1: but. like fewer people than there yeah. would be now is yes. my point
0: yes for sure um so i think you're right that this that the way to do it if you're going to do something like that and have it be a moment of weakness where she lashes out in a hateful and hurtful way is to i think if you're going to either have whoever she's have whoever she's doing it to call her out on it in some way yeah and now she's doing it to Dwayne, and who knows again they're living in small town texas if his character would that would register with him yeah at all but maybe if she had lashed out and said that to Ellen Page Ellen Page might have called her out like Bliss might have called her out on it yeah and then there could have been a moment of of recognition and and sort of growth because of that you know what I mean like if Mm -hmm. Ellen if she had said that to Ellen Page like literally that exact line to Ellen Page and Ellen Page had been like you know I don't know I'm not writing the scene right now but had said had called her out on it basically Mm -hmm. And then Pash had had maybe not responded immediately, but later had apologized or something. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think yeah. that's the way you would go about doing that.
1: I think too, potentially a better way to have a scene like that is to have her lash out at the person she's mad at. Yeah, like and say, but say like some like specifically oh. insult her. Yeah, rather than insult like a group of people who are not there.
0: Yeah. That's true, but again, I think there's there has to be a way to, 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 to so. Oh, this is a whole complicated topic, but I really <laughs> think you in film and in and in, in in any medium there has to be a way for even good characters to have s- problematic flaws mm-hmm. and say things that are regressive and terrible. Okay, and you know what I mean. I like, agree
1: with that. But I think where this particular example stumbles is that that it's not presented as a problematic flaw for her character. It's just a moment that happens. Yes.
0: I agree. And I agree. And that's what I was kind of getting... Yeah, I think that's that's a discussion I want to have. And I I, I agree completely. Yeah, I think it needed to be handled differently. Uh, And again, the reason it wasn't was because of the year it was, I think, more than anything. And it's just Mm -hmm. not something that everybody was super uh, cognizant of at the time. But... um, for sure, I just wanted to talk about it because I thought it's an it's an interesting topic that's not quite mm-hmm. as simple as like, you know, oh, this word is in here, therefore it's a terrible scene and like super problematic. Like it, I think it is t- to some extent, but I think it's more complicated than that, um, because of how it's handled, or it could be more complicated than that on, than that depending on how it was handled. Yeah. Uh, final couple questions here. Um, this is when the this is when it the movie started to get to me. Uh, Daniel Stern, uh, you, who you most of our listeners will most recognize as one of the wet bandits from Home Alone. Uh, <laughs> most recognized. It's not his only role. He's been in plenty of things. But most famous role. He is uh, Marv? No. One of them. I can't remember his character's name. In Home Alone. He's one of the, the, the thieves. He plays uh, Bliss's dad in this movie. And they have a very interesting and also similarly sort of complicated, but less slightly less complicated relationship than Bliss and her mom.
1: Yeah, they kind of have a non-relationship yeah. at the beginning of the movie. Like, yeah. not that they don't have it, but they're not like close.
2: It yeah. seems like
0: yeah, they're not close. Um, but they he seems to kind of understand her a little more than the mom, and like get her a little more than the mom potentially. Uh, but also isn't as close. So yeah, it, it's interesting. Again, it makes it's a good dad relationship where he. Maybe understands her more, but also they're not as close because dads mm-hmm. traditionally, you know, sometimes aren't as close with their kids. As, it d- depends. It's not a blanket statement, but um, <laughs> it's it's a trope. It's a trope, yeah. but it's also it's, it's a it's it's a. I think it's also a societally enforced.
1: Yeah, that's a symptom of yeah gender roles and yeah. patriarchy and yeah. yes.
0: But uh, at the end of the movie, he's the one who basically gets her to not do the beauty pageant and instead go do roller derby Mm -hmm. when he realizes how important it is to her he actually in the movie he sees a video of her unlike the website of her doing it and how much she loves it and how good she is at it and that sort of thing and he's like oh wow um and that she's on the poster and stuff and so he vouches for her and tells the mom, no, she's not going to do this. She she needs to go do this thing she loves. But the line in the movie. So first off, the kind of general broad view is the dad do that. But more specifically, I want to know if this line is in the movie because it really got me right in the feels. Um, is he's talking to the mom when he's going to confront her at the beauty pageant. And he says, I can take losing the money because they paid $800 for a dress or something like that for this beauty pageant. Yeah. And she's like, we paid for this dress already. She's got to do the beauty pageant and her dad says i can take losing the money i'm not okay with our kid losing the chance to be happy it's a great line uh and he does a great job with it um he, he like eats it a little bit and it's like eats the line a little bit it it's a great performance but it yeah it also like oof, it catches you right in the feels uh it's, so both of those elements are they in the book
2: that
1: specific line isn't in the book okay it is her dad who ultimately convinces her mom to kind of release her from the pageant and let her go skate, um, but that actually isn't explicitly shown oh, in the yeah. book. We found out afterwards that he's the one who did that. Um, or her dad doesn't really have an arc in the book like he does in the movie, um, so there aren't as many feels for that, like, relationship building.
0: Okay. Uh, but the general idea, he does... He is the one who pushes her to skate or yeah. to, to to do roller derby yeah. at the end, but it's uh, not as sort of maybe a. It's not. Emotional as, it's m- not scene. as much
1: of a moment.
0: Yeah, not as much of a moment as it is in the movie. Final question: It's the big final match. It's the the Hurl Scouts. I can never remember their name. Versus the Holy Rollers, uh, in a clash of the titans, first and second place teams competing for the championship. Uh, and Bliss's team is the Hurl Scouts, and uh, the Holy. Uh, what's her name? Well, in the in the movie, she's um, now I can't remember. Iron
1: Iron Maven. Iron
0: Maven. And in the book, she's something else. Dynamite. Dynamite. Uh, it's her team versus uh, uh, Bliss's team, and a big back and forth battle. Uh, comes down to Bliss versus Iron Maven, and you think maybe. Bliss and the and the Hurl Scouts are going to pull it off but at the last minute they lose. And they get second place. And uh, Iron Maven and the Holy Rollers win. Is that what happens in the book?
1: No, they win in the book.
0: I don't like it. <laughs> I really like the movie's version of having and we'll talk about there's like numerous Elements to why I like it. um One of them is Iron Maven's character, and another one is just sort of a more general thing. But I really like that in the movie that they get second place, that they don't win. I don't know if you agree with that or not. No,
1: I agree with that. Okay,
0: we'll talk about it more because we we have kind of specific reasons why. But we'll get to that. Okay, that's it for. Was that in the book? Got one question for Lost in Adaptation.
2: Just show me the way to get out of here, and I'll be on my way.
0: Why was lost. Yes,
1: yes, and I want to get Unlost as soon as possible.
0: In Lost in Adaptation, if there's anything I was confused about that I didn't understand and I'm hoping there's more context in the book, this is where I ask it. I really only have one, and it's not so much confusion. I was just wondering if it was expanded on in the book. Uh, This felt like it fit more in the Lost in Adaptation section than was that in the book. In the movie, uh, Colby uh, and her boyfriend uh, are sort of like bullies to mm-hmm. to bliss a little bit uh, and we know that there was a that bliss and Colby used to be friends and now they are no longer and it's never addressed why and we only see them on camera together like three times in the whole film and it's a little underdeveloped and I'm wondering if there's maybe more in the book
1: there's not much more explanation in the book like we don't ever get an explicit explanation for what happened with their friendship there wasn't like a, an younger. event yeah there wasn't an event that at least not that the text, spoke, that the text spoke, of. spoke
0: of there wasn't like a like a stealing a boyfriend or a
1: no some um, sort of
0: violation
1: she does interact with corby a little bit more in the book so i, I didn't necessarily feel like i needed more of an explanation yeah um In the movie, the the other relationship does get pushed to the back burner. Yeah. It's definitely a little bit underdeveloped. Caveat, though, I will say that this is also just totally a thing that happens when you start transitioning into adolescence. Um, There's not always a clear or solid explanation for it. Friends just go different ways. Um, I think in the movies, it results in animosity a little bit more yeah. than it does in real yeah. life. Um, But it, it, that yeah, that does happen. That's the thing.
0: No, it definitely does. And I, I mean, I've experienced that myself. There are people that yeah. I was very close friends with in elementary school and middle school that in high school, we just, you yeah. know, weren't you friends. You just get really interested
1: anymore. in different yeah. things. You know, one, in you, different one of you groups. joins
0: marching band and one of you joins <laughs> the football team or whatever. Yeah. Like it just, you know, and, and and yeah, it is the movies tend to turn that into a more combative relationship than i think it often is mm-hmm. but it is definitely a thing and i and so yeah you don't necessarily need i yeah. wasn't looking for like there had to be an explanation or it doesn't make sense or it's bad or anything but i, I was just wondering if there was anything yeah. more
1: Um, and it definitely it's their setups um for the time period they're the opposite sides of like the coin for oh, girls yeah, yeah she's like a cheerleader like the, dating the, the football prep player. character and the the alt Yeah. Character. Alternative to what? Yeah. (laughs) To you. To
0: you. (laughs) To me, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But, you know, I I agree. And I, I didn't think it necessarily needed anything more. I was just wondering if there was. All right. Katie, I've been talking a lot. It's your turn. Let's find out what was better in the book.
2: You like to read? Oh, yes. I love to read. What do you like to read? Everything.
1: All right. So one of the first things that kind of bugged me in the movie, and I I totally get why they did it. Like, I understand. Um, But when she first goes to that initial derby bout Mm -hmm. and the announcer, Jimmy Fallon, Fallon, (laughs) was like explaining roller derby as part of his announcing.
2: Yeah.
1: Totally understand why it's in there. But it really took me out of the movie.
0: You know, it's funny you mentioned that because because
1: I felt like it was so clearly for the person. Like I was like, oh, this is for me watching the movie, and it just kind of took me out of the moment. Now, I am willing to go. I was willing to go a little easier on that. Like as we continued through the movie, because they did make it kind of a thing. Like he continued to do it. Yeah, it wasn't just that first opening scene. But it's still like it took me out of the world of the story of the film a little bit.
0: I have to disagree because I, I, one, I think I, it's funny. I, I agree and disagree because in the, in the context of the movie, for some reason, it did kind of take me out of it. And I think partially because it felt a little bit like it was added in later almost. Mm-hmm. But I will say that it didn't at the same time that I felt that initially felt like, oh, this feels like they're not. This feels like he's talking to me, the audience at home, and not yeah. the person, the audience in the crowd. Uh, but, but we've been to roller derby matches, and they do that because random people go to roller derby matches and don't know how the rules work. So the, the announcer, everyone I've been to, goes, Here's how the game works. There's a jammer. The jammer tries to like every single one we've been to that's happened. So I was like, no, that does happen though, because I mean,
2: they—that's fair.
0: That was what that was, but I did. It, it, it. I will. I will. Like I said, I freely admit that I felt both of those feelings at the same time, where I was like, for some reason, the way they do it in the movie felt.
1: Maybe it's just Jimmy Fallon. Maybe it's just Jimmy Maybe it was, Fallon. Yeah, it was Jimmy Fallon. Because
0: in the way it's done in the movie, it did t- kind of take me out of it. But then as I was feeling that, I was like, but no, every single roller derby match I've ever been to has had the announcer explain how roller derby works, because most people who go don't know. At least your first, like yeah. anybody who's first time, they'll ju- like they have to explain it, because otherwise you're like, what's happening? Like I don't know what's happening. A bunch you know what of what I
1: mean? kick-ass girls are skating in a circle. That's what's happening.
0: Right. Well, sure. But, like, <laughs> you're trying to figure out, like, you're seeing points go up, and you're like, "What? how, like, are points what? Yeah. And even, even when you know the rules, it's still a little hard to follow. And they yeah. make a joke about that in the film. He's like, he even says, like, still, you having trouble following it? Don't worry. So am I, or something like that. <laughs> um, because I know ex- I I know like most of the general rules and i still have times where i'm like wait how did they get that many points i'm confused you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like and even i uh, so yeah i I get what you're saying but i also felt like but that's realistic but it does still feel weird yeah it's
1: just (laughs) weird because it is realistic in a way but it also feels totally not realistic when you're watching the movie yeah you're like wait why is he doing this yeah anyway um, so let's talk about the age difference, because they made that change. Yeah. Um, in the book, Bliss is 16. She lies to say that she's 18 so that she can skate. In the movie, they say that she has to be 21.
0: Yeah. And she um, says she's 22. Yeah. Which is how old Ellen Page actually was.
1: She says she's 22. Um, She's supposed to be 17 yeah. in the movie, which is a bit, a bit more of a lie yeah. than 16 to 18. So initially when that happened, I was like, is she supposed to be already 18 maybe in the movie? And they changed it so that she's still lying in order to skate so that she's still too young. And then later on, they they specifically say that she's 17. So I was like, no, that's not it. I was thinking to myself and I was like, maybe they did it because all of the other roller girls are clearly quite a bit older. Quite a bit
0: older. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's part of it. I think you're right. Uh, is that I think because all of the skaters that we, all of the yeah. other actresses are like in their 30s, yeah, or like, like late not 20s. that they
1: would have to all be 18. Because no. no. certainly there are plenty of old time, yeah. like I, a lot of the people that I skate with are in their 30s or I mean, I'm time. in my 30s. <laughs> yeah, um, but I think it would potentially, it could potentially be a thing that takes. A viewer out of the yeah. moment where they're like, "Oh, you have to be 18 and then they're all like, clearly, all, like, like clearly
0: twenty and thirty year yeah. olds. are like, wait, wait a minute, why are all of you so old in comparison? Yeah, um,
1: so. so it's an interesting choice. I have it in better in the book. It's yeah, it's it's a it's, a, it's, it's not, a little thing. Yeah. It's not really a better or worse or either here yeah. nor there. Yeah. Um. But it was interesting to me, like trying to kind of suss out like why they made that change yeah. because. It doesn't make any sense for the cutoff to be 21. No. There's no reason for that. As we talked about, it does not make (laughs) any sense. Um, I liked Bliss's character arc in the movie better, which I'll talk a bit about later. But I was a little sad that she didn't get to just have blue hair the whole time. Because she does in the book. She just has blue hair.
0: Yeah, she has blue hair in the beginning and then she dyes it back to the Yeah,
1: her mom immediately takes her to, which is maybe more realistic yeah. for who her mom is. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Blue hair.
0: Hmm.
1: We love a good alternatively colored hair in yes, this house. We do.
0: We're we're supportive of the alt hair in this household.
1: <laughs> There's a v- random conversation about crabs. Was that with <laughs>
0: That was, was Kristen Wiig's character. Kristen,
1: was that Kristen Wiig's character? It was. Okay.
0: Because it felt more like it should have been Drew Barrymore's character. Yeah. But it was Kristen Wiig's character. It felt Wig's Wig's character. a little bit
1: off the off the wall for her character. Um, and it started as kind of funny and then and I ended up feeling like, what are we doing here? While I was watching it. Um, and it what was interesting to me was there's a whole thing in the book where they tell Bliss... Never date a guy in a band, yeah, because the guy in a band <laughs> is gonna wreck you, <laughs> and it's kind of this thing where they're like, where you can tell in that moment that they're older and more experienced yeah. than her,
0: yeah, more worldwide, yeah.
1: But the movie kind of like takes that, which was arguably an important thing in the book. And makes it, like, this kind of kooky conversation about, like, go never date your manager because he's going to give you craps. Yeah. And I was like, I don't really know what to do with that.
0: <laughs> that was, uh, let's let Kristen Wiig show off her comedy chops a little bit here. Yeah. This is an early Kristen Wiig film. Yeah. It's a very early Kristen Wiig film, I've, I have realized. Because, um, she yeah, this is before all of her major big stuff. Um, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was kind of, you know, you got Kristen Wiig and let her do a silly scene. I mean, she's good yeah. overall in the film, but you know that's a one of her more comical scenes.
1: I also didn't really get the joke about Jimmy Fallon's character buying a hot tub, but not being allowed in the hot tub. Is it just because he's creepy? I, I, I felt like I didn't, I didn't understand the that joke. That felt like
0: there was probably more there uh, that wasn't. Yeah, like they maybe just didn't make the cut. Yeah, maybe
1: something ended up on the cutting room floor. <laughs> yeah, but I was maybe. like, I don't understand what we're going on about, you guys. I
0: think the idea is just that they liked the they liked making Jimmy Fallon's character be creepy. I think it's sort of a maybe a stereotype of like the guy who does announcing for roller derby. It's like a bit. I don't know. I was trying to figure <laughs> out because he is like he like. There's a moment later in the movie where he has uh, a sign that's like call me and then he flips it around and it says std free yeah and and he does he does say like kind of that's the only other part of the movie that doesn't and i don't know i don't know it,
1: is that a stereotype that the announcer is creepy
0: i don't know if it's a stereotype the announcer is creepy I, I i don't know i don't i can't comment on any of that i'm just saying <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if there was sort of a the, the idea of, like, one of the only dudes involved in roller derby, like, maybe... It was kind of pervy. Kind of pervy.
1: Okay, yeah, I could see like, that. Is, like, maybe
0: an... Un- and probably not maybe. I'm sure that's an unfair stereotype, but mm-hmm. I, I could see that them sort of playing into that. And especially, like, the announcer, like, versus, like, a guy who's, like, a ref, uh-huh. who, like, has to know the rules and stuff, where Jimmy Fallon just shows up drunk and hungover and, like... Yells about hot girls and like fish net. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like his character is sort of that quintessential, like pervy, like mid 2000s, like fun perv. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of a dorkable pervy dude who like it's fun that he like it's like, I don't know whether to stop that fight or whip out the lotion. Whoa, like that's, you know, who he is. And it's a weird. um, I think that's the only other element that didn't age particularly well. Yeah, um, is sort of the fun perv. The fun perv. But it's it. It can be, and I think it makes it worse that the fact that they like don't allow him to the hot tub because it very clearly indicates that no, maybe he's just actually like yeah, he's actually
1: just a creepy perv and not Mm. like
0: a fun like over the top, like, while he's announcing, but not actually, like, a creep. But no, he's actually a creep, maybe. Which is, like, sort of unfortunate. I don't know.
1: Well, I don't know if he's gonna listen to this, but just in case, Stephen Kay, I don't think you're a creep. He's oh. our announcer.
0: <laughs> like I said, I, I, I'm i not saying that that is a, a, a stereotype that is makes any sense or anything. I'm just saying that I could see a movie producer or something, take seeing that role yeah, and being like, "That's what this role should be."
1: That's fair. And sort of shoehorning
0: yeah. it into that type of
1: obnoxious. Like, yeah, yeah, obnoxious I, I, I blowhard
0: yeah. guy who's like a bit, uh, you know, yeah, into chicks and a bit oblivious. Yeah, I, I can just see it <laughs> morphing into that, and that being the role for Jimmy Fallon. I don't know. <laughs> so the pool scene,
1: where uh, Bliss loses her virginity. Oh yeah, yeah. It's cinematic, kind of. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I understand. Like, I I understand the impulse to want like a scene like that in your movie, where it's kind of like interestingly shot and they're doing yeah. something that's like different. Yeah. But
0: and like we said, the symbolism ish.
1: <laughs> it kind of symbolism ish. It kind of it, it works moments. in the book. He takes her virginity on a mattress on the floor of his crummy bedroom and it hurts and she cries. Oy. And there's something so poignantly appropriate about yeah. that, especially coming from that guy. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. I think the, the movie's definitely going for more of a pull the rug out from under her. Mm-hmm. And so having that. Their relationship to be more of a fantasy, like sort of. No, you know I get I mean? that.
1: Yeah, I get that. It,
0: it, it, it's we're seeing her per idea of it, um, and, and sort of her perception of this this perfect, dreamy like mm-hmm. fantasy of her dating this super cool rock star, and they make love in a swimming pool like it's a music video, and and then that all gets pulled out from under her, and that's that's the third act low point that really puts her on her ass. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like, I get it and I think it works, um, but there is definitely, and I think it would have to be a slightly different movie to do the version from the book. Yeah. Because the the movie doesn't have that sort of hard hitting, like reality in it necessarily. It's got some really good emotional stuff, but not like that kind of emotional stuff.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So there's a teacher in the book Who doesn't make it into the movie, and I totally understand why he's not like an important character, but I am going to read you his character description from the book so that you'll understand why I'm a little sad that this person did not make it on screen. Okay. He looks exactly like Yoda. Great start. Stands maybe 5 foot 2 inches tall in his high-heeled cowboy boots, and is a die-hard devotee of Western suits. And when I say western suits, I don't mean any old just add water cowboy getup. I mean the polyester kind they quit making sometime in the 70s, the kind that came in pastel colors, usually reserved for special issue M&Ms at Easter. Peach, lemon, lavender, green mint. Mr. Smiley has the entire collection and then some.
0: That yep, that's a that yep. would be a that would be a character. Yep.
1: So, I totally get why uh, why this character was cut. Perhaps Wallace Shawn was not available.
0: Yeah, that would have been a fun character, and it's a mm-hmm. little disappointing, but yeah. It doesn't really pay a pivotal play a pivotal No, role. not at all.
1: Okay. He's like a, I don't even know if I'd call him a tertiary character, <laughs> whatever a four-level character is.
0: A quartriary. Yeah, something oh, like that. That's not the right word. All right, that was it for Better in the Book. Let's go ahead and talk about what was better in the movie.
2: My life has taught me one lesson, Hugo, and not the one I thought
0: it would. Happy endings only happen in the movies.
1: Uh, her little sister is a little aged up, was one of the first things that I noticed, uh, difference-wise. Um, she's like four in the book.
0: It happens a lot in the movies. Yeah,
1: in the movie, about. she's like, I don't know, maybe seven or eight, it yeah, seems like. Um I thought that was a good choice. Uh, they don't really utilize the little sister character all that much. Um In the book? In the I mean or either or in the movie, either yeah. in the book or the movie. But I think you potentially could do a little bit more with her as a character. Um, they have like kind of the cute scene at the end where they're like putting makeup yeah, on her, yeah. which I think they couldn't have necessarily done with a younger.
0: Maybe not. It wouldn't have made as much sense. It, yeah, it
1: wouldn't have made as much sense. Um, I also think it could potentially add a little bit more tension of like, she's already so good at this <laughs> kind of a thing because um, she is a little bit older.
0: Oh, you mean like being the model daughter? Yeah, type of thing. yeah, being because,
1: the, the like the model daughter. Yeah,
0: because that is a dynamic in the movie. Is that the the, the the um Bliss's mom clearly adores the the her younger sister who is much who is much more yeah. in line with her mom's idea of.
1: She has a more of a, an aptitude for the pageantry. Yeah,
0: than yeah. Bliss and does. and and from the vibe I got was that probably Bliss used to be that way more. But then as not she, in the book that's oh, no? how okay. she
1: was. No. She was always
0: Oh, interesting. Not I guess I didn't know if I I don't think I necessarily got that vibe from the movie. Mm-hmm. My vibe would have been more that it um that she sort of just as she got older, you know. Yeah. Kinda wanted to go do her own thing and just, I
1: think you could yeah, you could play it either way and yeah. it makes sense. And definitely in the book she was never interested huh. in, in pageants.
2: Okay.
1: Um and her sister they do say that her sister's like she likes it. She's like a pageant natural. Yeah. But cool. Um, but I do think it made sense to to age her up a little. hmm Um, I liked that Bliss saw some of the actual roller girls in the thrift shop. In the book, she just sees the poster oh, yeah. and like grabs it on her way out.
0: Yeah, it's a much more impactful scene. Yeah, it's, more, it's more
1: impactful, it's more dynamic, yeah. um, it's more interesting. Uh, there's <laughs> the random roller girl whose derby name is jabba the slut which made me like laugh out loud yeah,
0: we both chuckled out loud
1: at that <laughs> one yeah i was like oh my god i'm stealing that <laughs> jabba the slut no um yeah there, there aren't a lot of names kind of like that like the names in the book aren't really sexual yeah because it's a young adult yeah book but yeah, yeah that, more... was, that was a good one yeah I liked the short scene during tryouts that explained derby. Yeah. I thought I felt like that felt a little bit more like it fit within the universe mm-hmm. than it did when Jimmy Fallon was explaining it even yeah. though as we discussed that does happen.
2: Yeah.
1: But I it just felt like it fit better there. It felt a little more natural yeah. in that scene. Yeah. It's also a lot clearer in the movie why Iron Maven slash Dynamite dislikes Bliss. Um, Like I said, I think we could make like a kind of a pro con list and it would maybe even out. Um, But I liked knowing her motivation.
0: Yeah, we haven't talked about it. So this is a good place to talk about it. Um, Her motivation. And and it's one of the things I really liked about her character. Eventually, I said when she first introduced and uh, for most of the first half of the movie, she's kind of just like a cartoony character. Like bully, mm-hmm. but uh, we find out eventually. Um, you know, she she explains to Bliss at one point. They're talking, and it's after. I think this is after she finds out that Bliss is seventeen. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Um, or even if not, Bliss is still. She thinks she's 22. either way, um, we find out that uh, in in the movie that she's 36, and she 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 has this monologue about how she's like, I'm 36 years old, uh and i started doing roller derby 5 years ago it took me 31 years to find something i really loved and was good at yeah and you come in here you're 22 or 17 however old mm-hmm. she knows she is in that moment um and you're already great at it and you you you've already found this thing you love and she resents her for it and yeah. it's like jealous I mean, it's obviously.
1: it's kind of the classic like aging diva yeah. being replaced by the young natural upstart yeah kind of a thing but it's
0: even more dynamic than that because it's there's the extra layer of and it is and it also felt something like something that feels really true to me about derby because a lot of people i think do find it a little bit later in life because Mm -hmm. it's not a super pop you know it's not like yeah it's not like you know uh a generic a a super popular sport like soccer or something that everybody you know plays when they're little kids or whatever um So it it is something that people tend to find later in life, or or come to later, quote unquote, in their life than something like soccer or or Mm -hmm. other sports that people fall. Yeah,
1: it's not like you have an elementary school roller derby team.
0: Right. So that'd be dope, though. Yeah, that would be dope. But there's that added element of not only is she like the aging uh, diva, or, or you know, the aging star being replaced by the young upstart. It's she's the aging star who literally. Just started doing this. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's one thing if she had been doing it for twenty years, and now she's aging. You know, or whatever. And how
1: much longer is she going to be she able have to continue longer, doing yeah. it? Yeah, because I yeah. mean, it is, it is a sport that's hard on you. Yeah, it's
0: really hard on you. Yeah, and it, and so it it uh, you can't yeah you can't do it forever. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a physically demanding sport. Eventually, if, your knees
1: are going to yeah, go. your
0: knees are going to go, or you're you're going to blow out a hip or what whatever. Like you're not going to be able to do it for. You know, until you're 50 or something, at least not like super competitively. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it, it is. Uh, I thought that dynamic was really good and made a lot of sense. And finding out her motivation was it definitely added a new layer to her character. Mm-hmm. I still think that maybe she was a little too she's cartoony. A little, but, yeah,
1: she's a little too cartoony, but knowing her motivation and understanding that elevated the character in the movie for me a lot yeah because in the book we don't ever really know what her motivation is for picking on bliss yeah she just kind of doesn't like her and we could make assumptions about why that is but it's never explicitly stated that conflict doesn't have any closure yeah so
0: yeah and it adds not only does it have that great moment where she tells her like you know, I and, and it's a like I said, it's a great it's a great scene and great dialogue. And Juliette Lewis does a great job with it, which is like I, it took me 31 years to find something I love. Um, and that it really I don't know. It, you know, it's one of those things that really hits you, too. If you're if you're somebody who's still who, who, who has a hard time finding at times things you're passionate about mm-hmm. and then to actually, you know, you can identify with somebody who's like, I finally found something that I'm really into. And this 17 year old is like great at it. Yeah. Like fuck you. <laughs> like <laughs> you know what I mean. And so like you can definitely as a as a 30 uh 32 year old uh or almost 32 year old. You could there you can definitely somebody in their 30s I think can definitely identify with that mm-hmm. at least to some extent. Mm-hmm. Um and and I think it makes it a little more powerful and it is yeah, I thought it was a great scene and it uh definitely a good choice to add that backstory and that Yeah. Oh no. For sure.
1: Something else I really appreciated in the movie was that they showed Bliss learning to skate. And, like, I mean, she already kind of knows how to skate because she did it as a kid. Yeah,
0: she's skated for a while. But they
1: show her, like, learning to play and, like, gradually getting better and, like, improving her skill.
0: And practicing a lot. And
1: practicing a lot, which is very realistic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, and whereas in the book she's kind of amazing like right off the bat. Yeah. And I mean in the movie She is a little she bit. she is a little bit. You can tell she has kind of a natural yeah. aptitude for it.
0: Yeah. But she but there's a montage. Yeah, there's a montage of her
1: training and learning how to do it and getting better and better, and, which and, is and, definitely not something that the book presents. Yeah.
0: Spending, you know, nights or something out skating circles yeah. around her her subdivision or whatever. Um and yeah, it definitely yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think it was something that kind of bugged me about the book because it was like, oh, she goes to tryouts and she has like she's a little rusty, but then she's kinda of like amazing by the end of tryouts. And I was like, okay, yeah. sure. Yeah.
0: But the and the movie does say I thought because I even even in the movie I was like, man, she got good at that really fast. But the movie has one line that I think also helps explain that. Because at first she says, well, I haven't worn skates since I had Barbies on them. And to me, that implied, like, I had a pair of skates when I was four.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, like, but but Pash says to her, I didn't, like, when when, when Ellen Page brings up to her, uh, we should do roller derby, Pash is like, I'm not doing roller derby. And she says, I didn't go through a skating phase when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And so that one line, to me, helped a lot sort of sort of patch over how good Ellen Page is relatively quickly. Like, again, we see her do, like, a training montage type of thing. Mm-hmm. But it is still relatively quickly that she goes from, like, I haven't skated since I was much younger to, like, I am the best skater on the team yeah, or one of the best skaters on the team. But the fact that she specifically had, like, a skating phase... As a kid, I can totally buy that she was rusty, but then very was had had built up enough. Because if you learn to do something when you're young, it is much easier to then redo that thing when you're older. Yep, <laughs> as we can attest to. <laughs> because uh, I'm not, I haven't skated in years, but I I skated a little bit when I was younger, and and I it is not super hard for me. I'm not good by any stretch, but if I put on some skates, I can kind of do it again. Um, and it's if you're learning from scratch when you're older, it's not remotely the same thing. So I thought the movie did a good job sort of yeah, at least giving that as an explanation as to how she gets so good so quickly.
1: Uh, I really thought that Bliss honestly had a better character arc overall in the movie. Like the book, not that she doesn't have a character arc in the book. She does, and she definitely learns things. But I felt like the book... She she goes well I, in the movie. She definitely goes from like oh she starts at point A and now she's at point B or whatever. Yeah, it, I felt like the book more took her like she's at a point one and now she's at a point two. Yeah, um, it, it's not that much of an arc for yeah. her. She already kind of knows who she is yeah. at the beginning of the book, and roller derby is just like a magnification of that. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas in the movie, we see her really discover who yeah. she is and who she can be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. and I, Yeah. I think it's similar in the movie, but it definitely seems like more. it's a, it's a more stark, maybe just a like, slightly better written mark mm-hmm. in terms of, of putting it into more sharp relief.
1: Yeah. I also liked that the book showed how Bliss gets her derby name um, when the coach says, like, you got to be ruthless yeah. to her. And, like, we kind of see a moment in her face of, mm-hmm. like, oh... I understand now. Yeah. Like that kind of moment. Um, it was one complaint that I did have about the book was that there is a lot that happens like quote unquote off screen. Oh, okay. That like and then she says, like, Oh, by the way, my derby name is Babe Ruthless. Yeah. And I was like, Okay, well does that like mean anything to you? <laughs> or like, how did you decide on that?
2: Yeah.
1: But we see that in the movie, yeah, I which it. I, oh, I yeah. thought was better. I liked the scene when Bliss makes Pash throw up. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was party. a uh, yeah, it was a good like comedic um, little moment.
0: Yeah, Pash is drinking way too much, drunk way too much. Yeah, and uh, Ellen Page talks her into throwing up by describing in explicit detail Pash's father having sex, <laughs> <laughs> which is quite funny.
1: I also liked that the movie made uh, Razor, the coach, more of a character. Yeah. Uh, They do have a coach in the book, but he's not like an important character, really. Um, So I I thought that was a a nice addition. I
0: felt like the whole time that that character was supposed to have been played by Shawn Michael Scott, but that Mm -hmm. he wasn't quite old enough for the role or something.
1: Uh, It was a little moment, but I liked uh, the reveal that the striper shirt her favorite T-shirt mm. um, actually belonged to her mom. Yeah. yeah. In the book, it's that uh, she like found the T-shirt at a thrift store, and then like later on in the same scene, I think um, her mom is like, "Oh, I went to see them once." Yeah. Um. So that's kind of the that reveal. Yeah. In I think the, the movie book. one. But makes yeah, lot the sense. movie one where we find out, oh, that's actually her mom's shirt. Yeah. I thought was pretty good. Um. I want to talk about. Her dad,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: her relationship with her dad and his character arc, I think, was one of my favorite things about the movie. Yeah. It's not present in the book. We don't see them like build a relationship throughout the story. Um, And that makes him be ultimately being the reason that she's allowed to go to that final bout feel a little like deus ex machina. Yeah. Um I think it works a lot better in the movie because we do see his arc and like finally being able to kind of stand up to the mom and say yeah. like and not that he's like I mean he is right. but it sounds bad to yeah, say like Yeah it does it like sound that. bad to say that but but to
0: yeah to because she is slightly controlling in, yeah. to, of the daughter specifically yeah. and he he does kind of come up against her and and bat up against her in that moment and say, mm-hmm. no, we have to do what our, we have to make our daughter happy. Yeah. And and, and what's going to make her happy isn't doing pageants.
2: Yeah. And
1: I think it really works because we see him interact with his wife. We see him interact with bliss. We see them all interact together yeah. in the movie. So we like, we know what his motivation is and then we get to see him have that change. Yeah. At the end. Um, and like I said, the book Does not nearly have that much interaction between all of those characters. So, him coming to the rescue feels more of like an afternote. Yeah. And it doesn't help that it's something that gets mentioned after the fact. I brought up that issue of like things happening off screen in the book. So, like, kind of like after. She gets to go. She's like, "Oh, it was actually my dad oh. who convinced my mom." So we don't get to have like that emotional right. pivotal scene yeah. with him where he's talking to her mom. Yeah, and I, I I loved that the movie chose to give some focus to the father daughter relationship. Um, I I think that was something that was really sweet.
0: Yeah. No, it was my favorite part of yeah. the
1: movie. Uh, and I loved that, like, he clearly was wanting something like her roller derby career. Yeah. Like, we saw kind of, there was a little bit of tension with the neighbor who, yeah, has, the neighbor like, who has, like, sons two, two sons on the football team. Yeah. But I also loved that they never made it into a weird, like, why couldn't I have had a son Yeah. He kind never, of a thing. He he's, He never... He never laments the fact no. that he has daughters. He no. clearly loves them. He supports them. He's supportive of of the whole pageant yeah. thing. yeah, But like watching his and Bliss's relationship develop was really sweet and really wholesome. And yeah. I really loved it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was fantastic. It was like, like you said, it was really, it felt really real because it did feel, you know, the the caricature of that relationship is like you said, is the, Oh, why couldn't I have daughters? And, mm-hmm. then, and then the big, huge arc from, from why Oh, I I'm hiding, watching football in the van. I wish I had had a son to, Oh, actually, I guess this roller derby thing's okay. Yeah, and like I guess I am proud of you. Actually, it's it's a lot more subtle than that, and a lot more nuanced.
1: And yeah, and I it could have gone so bad and so caricature, but it didn't, and I loved it.
0: Yeah, it was so good, and and I think part of that is, and it was one of my favorite things about the entire film is the thing that I think works best about this movie is those main few characters and their performances. Those main those main characters, how they're written, and the performance by those actors. So Daniel Stern, Marcia Gay Harden, um, Ellen Page. Uh, and and some of the other main players like uh, Aliyah Shakot and um, Kristen Wig and, and Drew Barrymore mm-hmm. and them do, but Drew are not as important of a character. Um, but mainly like the family relation, like those three f- main family members are like their performances are so well, so perfect, and uh, they're all great actors. But on top of that, it's written so well, and it's and like like you've said, it's it's. It hits the emotional notes of a tropey, cliche coming of age story, it in a very um, subversive and interesting way. That mm-hmm. is it. Like it's you still get the big, like emotional gut punch of the dad being proud and supporting his daughter at the end, but you get there not from where you would traditionally get there from. Yeah, and it and it is a really compelling story because of that
1: uh, my last note in this segment uh the end with her mom reading her speech it's a little cheesy
0: in that just real quick in that particular moment i couldn't decide which they were going to do and i couldn't decide which i thought would be better i was like are, is she gonna read it out loud or are we gonna get a voiceover from ellen page and i didn't know which i would have would have been better I think her reading it maybe was better. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was an okay... It was a good yeah. scene. It was a
1: good, it's scene. a good scene. It is a little cheesy, but I think it does help her mom have a bit more of an arc there at the end. Yeah. I think without that, it's more uh, more like it is in the book where she kind of wobbles back and forth yeah. on that line um, of having an arc. So I think the speech brings their relationship and her character to a nice close.
0: Yeah. But I, and, and I think the thing that makes it perfect is that they don't then give another scene where they have like a a completely happy yeah. resolution. No, so I like, agree. You know what I mean? Because they could have easily had that moment where she reads the letter and then there been one more scene between her and Ellen Page where it's like a bit more of a saccharine conclusion. Mm-hmm. But it, because the last scene we got between them was her mom kind of grudgingly. Ab- like acknowledging her daughter as a playing roller derby. And, but their like last conversation together that we see is her Ellen page being like, you're going to be okay with this. She's like, it's going to be hard or something like that. And then we cut to her reading the letter in the next day or whatever. And then we don't get anything else. And so there's an implication of sort of a a resolution and Mm -hmm. and a, and a promise of a happier future there, but we don't get the button on it yeah. that would feel like unnecessary <laughs> you know what i mean like it could have easily had that extra scene of them like of, of ellen page of her finish reading the letter putting it in the envelope and setting it down and then ellen page walks in the door and the mom walks over to the door and just gives her a big hug without mm-hmm. saying anything and then the camera c- comes around to behind ellen page and her mom's crying and then it c- you know what i mean like yeah. we could have had that scene but they don't do that scene and it felt like a very deft hand and not having that that moment because like we don't need it and it also leaves things a little bit more like tenuous but still in the right direction Mm -hmm. so yeah
1: yeah yeah there are definitely and and i think that is something that elevates this movie over like the typical kind of teen movies of the era yeah where there there is, especially with those big emotional moments, where there was a very deft hand, yeah. at the wheel,
0: yeah, for sure, for sure, yeah. All right, that was it for Better in the movie. We got a few things to talk about in what the movie nailed.
2: As I expected, practically perfect in every way.
1: All right, I'm gonna uh, run Let's through power, power, a list uh, power here. Power jam this. <laughs> I usually don't have a lot of analysis on this section, Um, but this is stuff that the movie got exactly right from the book. Uh, Her mom's obsession with pageants, Mm -hmm. um, the mom and dad parenting dynamic at the beginning of the movie, her mom mistaking the pipes in the thrift shop for vases and then being embarrassed and refusing to buy her the shoes because there were pipes for sale there.
0: Yes. Uh, bongs.
1: Yes, bongs. I couldn't come up with the word when I was Pipes. writing. I was like, I know the, I know what those are called. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> Thank you. Weed vases. <laughs> Weed. I'm gonna call them that from now on. Yeah. Bongs. Weed vases. Um, Bliss and Pasha's friendship dynamic. I thought the movie nailed. Mm-hmm. Uh, they show her taking the bingo bus with all of the old people to Austin to get to practice. Yeah,
0: that's was cute.
1: Uh, the scene where Bliss hip checks Cordy or Corby Corby oh off the railing yeah yeah. Uh, it's not off a railing in the book but she does do that in the book she like hip checks her into some lockers
0: yeah
1: Uh, the fire marshal breaking up the bout Mm -hmm. we talked about the line roller derby is not a crime I almost
0: asked about that because a guy yells it
1: and it is from the book.
0: <laughs> when the when the police and the fire department show up, burglary's not a crime, man. <laughs> they repeat it in the trailer, which made me think it probably was in the book because it's, it's yeah. In the, again, in the trailer, which or not the trailer, the closing credits it happens again.
1: Yeah. Uh, maven slash dinah being the one who kind of outs bliss about lying about her age but she doesn't in she the doesn't movie. in the movie she doesn't explicitly um but she does in the book Oh, okay yeah but she but is, she, the, one yeah, who she is the one who finds out right. and kind of brings that to a head pash and birdman get together that's from the book uh, her team still supports her and wants her to be there even though she lied to them about her age which side note to that I didn't feel like that was realistic I feel like <sighs> your team would probably be pretty mad at you if you put them at risk for a lawsuit yeah Um. from your parents who clearly don't want you to be doing this because yeah. you had to lie about it yeah anyway that's gonna be my <laughs> my note on that um, Bliss going on the school computer and seeing a picture of some other girl with Oliver, and the girl is wearing her striper shirt That's how she t-shirt. finds out. That's how she finds wow. out, yeah. And that, uh, that ye old computer in the school library. Yeah. Uh, and then she goes home and she eats a big pan of food directly out of the fridge. <laughs> It was shepherd's pie in the book. I don't know if we could tell what it was. I thought it looked like maybe a lasagna in the movie. Yeah, something like that in the movie. Um, But that was a scene that was taken directly from the book.
0: There you go. All right, that was it for uh, the movie Nailed It. We've got a few odds and ends, and then we'll get to the final verdict. i wanted to first mention before i forget about it the other reason that i liked that the hurl scouts lost well it was two reasons and i don't think i've mentioned either of them and i didn't have a note and i just wanted to make sure i didn't forget about this because i put a pin in earlier and sometimes i'll put a pin in something and then i'll forget about it
1: yeah we're a little guilty of that. that happens
0: occasionally but this one i wanted to get back to the the two reasons that i really liked that the hurl scouts lost at the end uh of the movie which they don't in the book is one i like that it I thought I felt that that really captured not only that they get second place they lose quote unquote but their reaction afterwards that they're like still very happy and like they cuz they had a good season they did a good job they you know they 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 did their best that sort of thing um I felt really captures what I sort of feel and what appears to be the vibe of roller derby in general as a very supportive a very um it is competitive but also uh
1: it's not toxic competitive not, not
0: toxic competitive like it's it's a very supportive uh while being competitive environment and so the idea of i i thought it just sort of captured the the sportsmanship of roller derby really well to 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 get second place and to still everybody still be celebrating but but not in a way like they were earlier where they were like woo, we got second because they they lost you know what i mean mm-hmm. like because they did have a good run they had a good season um and they they almost won this game and it was very close but they got edged out and you know there's there's always next year and that sort of thing I, to me it felt like it, like i said it captured that sort of this the the spirit of the competitive nature of roller derby but also specifically i think it's a good button on um, maven not maven um, I'm thinking of Sex Education now. Uh, the the character's name is Maven in Sex Education. Why can I never remember her name? Uh, the Juliet Lewis's character. It
1: is Iron Maven.
0: Iron Maven. Okay, but I was going to say Maven. That's why I was getting confused because Maven is the character in Sex Education. Anyways, Iron Maven as a button on her storyline, she gets to win. Yeah. Like she's she's been now they've won three years in a row so it's not like she hasn't won before but we haven't seen her win before and so it felt it felt good even though she's been a jerk this and I think it's the success of the movie that even though she's been a jerk the whole movie when we figure out sort of find sort of get that one scene where and I think it's a it's also a credit to Julia Lewis Lewis's performance specifically in that scene where she kind of explains herself um, that her winning actually felt good to me. That mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? Like I didn't I like she's been a jerk the whole movie, but I'm happy she won
2: yeah. because, yeah.
0: She, it, you know, she is probably almost done with this. And uh, specifically uh, Ellen Page Bliss is going to be doing this for mm-hmm. at least, I don't know, five. You know, yeah. For and, and
1: after that scene with them where we find out what her motivation is and what her backstory is, I do think it would potentially it would fall flat i think to have bliss like quote unquote take that from her yeah
0: that's what i mean yeah yeah, yeah that's what i mean and, and 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 so when i thought that was going to happen and you, but you're still it's just a really well done over like ending overall is because you're still rooting for bliss but at the same time if she had beaten her it would have felt weird and 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 off and so it's glad that they didn't win because yeah maybe they'll win next year or whatever like it I just the whole. I thought that ending was a very clever change, especially finding out that that wasn't how the what happened in the book. I thought it was a, a, a just a really smart change overall.
1: The movie nailed real life a couple times. <laughs> yeah, at least in my experience, uh, there was one point when they were practicing when the coach started yelling, "Bend those knees, bend those knees, <laughs> bend those," and I freaking cracked up. Yeah, because uh, yeah. Shout out to every veteran <laughs> skater that I skate with. <laughs> That's all we scream at each other during practice. Bend, bend your knees. knees. You gotta bend the knees. Derby stance.
0: Important. This is a note we both mentioned or both laughed at out loud in the movie. Is that right before Ellen Page's first bout, uh, she's gonna she's gonna do her first bout and she's very nervous. And the team has bought her a gift
2: mm-hmm.
0: before her first bout, and it's a mouth guard. I know. <laughs> and we both <laughs> turned to each other and we're like, Has she been skating this whole time without a mouth guard? It's very unsafe. It's a good way to lose your teeth. Yeah, or bite your tongue off. Good yeah. lord, yeah. Uh yeah. But they give her a mouth guard before and now like, you know, we and they, they even have a line where they go, Safety is sexy or something like that. Um, which again also captures the spirit yeah, of roller That's a derby. very dirty line. line. Um but I, I did think it was funny that they gave her mouth guard then. And now, you again, it, it could be implied that maybe she had had another mouth guard.
1: Yeah, or I mean, maybe, maybe she, she had she, a mouth guard. Maybe she had like a crappy one. Yeah, or... and they
0: got her like a nice one. Who knows? But it seems like they're giving her her first mouth guard right before the match. And so she's been skating without one this whole time uh, and like eating it in practice and stuff. <laughs> and I was like, that's that's not good. That's not good at all. Yeah. Uh, I did also want to mention that uh, we talked about the moment where the roller derby girls came in, skated in to the thrift shop that uh, bliss Mm -hmm. is in and the way Ellen page acts that scene. And now I I don't know if this is intentionally like multi-layered or not, but it is a, it appears to me in that moment that Ellen pay that bliss is having a sexual awakening. (laughs) watching these women <laughs> skate into the shop <laughs> and i don't blame her um and it doesn't go that direction in the in in the in the text of the film mm-hmm. in any stretch by any stretch but i did like because it is the way you would shoot it is the exact way you would shoot the in a traditional young adult movie the the scene of of the main character seeing their their love interest for the first time it's like this slow-mo push in on both of them and them like being super cool and like and 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 the person's and our main character seeing them like biting their lip and like
1: and kind of standing there awkwardly awkwardly.
0: It, it is it is shot quintessentially like yeah the the that coming of age sexual awakening scene
2: yeah
0: and i didn't feel like that was on accident but i could be wrong i don't know <laughs> but again, it's never there's no it never goes anywhere yeah, over go the course direction. of the film. But I just thought it was interesting.
1: <laughs> um, it's not an odds teen movie without a food fight.
2: Yeah. Oh, that was that was <laughs> dumb. <laughs> I, thought that I was didn't mind it's it. It was fine. It
1: was yeah. a short scene. I think yeah. if it had dragged out more, it would have been like, eh. Yeah. but it is kind of like tropey of the era yeah. to have like a big brawl scene.
2: Like a big yeah, big food fight. It made
1: me think of the the brawl scene at the end of Mean Girls. Oh, yeah. Where everybody's just fighting each other.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) We're going to talk a little bit. uh, Let's just talk about it now because I have numerous notes about it. uh, Just about the actual roller derby in this movie. And we can't completely comment on every element of it because it is not flat track. That's right.
1: It's not flat track.
0: changes things slightly, I I would imagine. Yeah, I don't
1: know how different it is like strategy and, and rules, rules wise are. it is for banked track i also don't know every not nearly everything right. there is to know about flat track even no but we did talk about this throughout the film that it kind of seemed like they weren't really blocking. there was like
0: zero blocking throughout the course of the entire film except for very specific moments when then it was comical like illegal blocking of yeah. like of like elbowing people and stuff um but i it, it was one of the things that in the first bout in particular i noticed and it, it happens throughout that they're not there's like not blocking they, they yeah they, they
1: basically just skate they
0: just skate and, and the, the person kind of just skating skates around, around them. them
1: which at least in in flat track the blockers form walls spend a lot
0: of time not skating and yeah. a fair amount of time, like, standing and moving back and forth on to, on their toes, like, on the
1: like on your toe, on your toe stops, toe stops yeah. and stuff
0: to, like, literally block. Yeah. Almost like a lineman in, like, football or something as opposed to, like, just skating and kind of vaguely getting in the way. Well,
1: yeah. And there's like, a lot of, like, moving back and forth. Yeah.
0: Like, and, like v- laterally, yeah, like, side to, yeah. to side. Yeah. Whereas in the movie, it's literally just. And now, the reason they do this, and it, it's. I understand i'm not going to pretend to to be like whoa they they got it all wrong they didn't know what they're doing they know it i think they knew they had people that played roller derby there they uh, skating and stuff they were aware and and they get the other thing i thought was really interesting they get a lot of the little details right of like uh we constantly see in the corner of the shop the ref skating with Mm-hmm. The lead jammer, like pointing at him with their hand in the air, mm-hmm. doing the thing, like, and so, like, yeah, yeah,
1: and like indicating, like and, who's the lead yeah. jammer
0: and doing points, and they and and the rules overall are roughly right in terms of like when they explain like how you get points and stuff, like so they clearly knew, and and the person who wrote the book and wrote the screenplay played roller derby. They mm-hmm. know, you know what I mean. So it's it's not that the people didn't know, but 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 you have to make it interesting for. Yeah, film. there are
1: very clearly choices that were like, okay, we're shooting a movie, and yeah, we need to make it, yeah exciting and dynamic and interesting to film. Yeah.
0: So we can't just have people standing there a lot and, like, kind of trying to block and then a person trying to get past them. We need to have dynamic shots where the camera's weaving in and out mm-hmm. of people constantly. And so, like, and and the thing is, that like, that stuff does happen, mm-hmm. but it's, like, 10%. It's, like, a smaller percentage of, like, the. maybe not 10%. I'm just making up a number. But, like, they, t- it is, like, let's take the most possible exciting elements yeah. constantly, which is what every sport in every yeah. movie does, to be fair. But it is one of those things where it's, like, knowing a little bit about the thing in the movie does sort of make it a little hard to watch at times. It's, like, like for me, uh, I did Drumline for... Ten, I don't even know how long. From uh, elementary school all the way, middle school all the way through college,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, so at least like ten years, probably, uh, roughly. And so I knew a lot about drumline and marching band and that sort of thing. And watching, it's like watching the movie Drumline. It's like you can't watch the movie Drum. You can. It's it's complicated because they get some stuff right, but then get other stuff really mm-hmm. wrong. It's also a different context because that's a horror, the historical black colleges. So it's slightly different than, but anyways, like knowing some of those technical details about how things work, it's like, oh, that's not, nope, that doesn't work. That doesn't make sense. Nope. That's bad. Uh, no, <laughs> wouldn't do that. Nope. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it, it, but, but here's the thing is that you can do that and still have a very effective and good movie because Rocky, like one of the most celebrated films of all time, especially most celebrated sports films of all time. Mm-hmm is a terrible example of boxing. Like it's awful. Yeah. It's literally it, it, it's just people letting each other punch each other for like the entire time. Like nobody blocks, nobody like it's nothing like actual boxing like at all. It's like comically bad boxing. And but it's entertaining to watch in a movie. <laughs> um and I think it's a very similar type of thing going on here with the roller derby where it's it is like only the highlights which makes sense mm-hmm. when you're making a movie. Yeah.
1: Another moment where the movie nailed real life was when they were comparing bruises.
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, I have had one really bad bruise, one wicked one so far. It was a pretty wicked bruise. Um, but I also have teammates who will like happily whip out their phone and show you like a photo roll. Yeah. Of derby bruises. Yep. So.
0: Yeah, you got chastised for not taking a picture I of I did, a little bit. Yeah, so.
1: It was in my ass crack. I didn't <laughs> want to take a picture of it. Yeah. But it was a pretty wicked bruise.
0: Uh, one little moment that I thought was funny that, not even specifically to roller derby, but just was a, a, a realistic detail of anybody who's part of any organized thing. And there's always one person like this where they're at, it's after Ellen Page watches their first bout, and she's talking to Kristen Wiig's character. And Kristen Wiig was like, oh, you should come try out. We got tryouts on Tuesday night. And Drew Barrymore's character turns to her and goes, you have tryouts Tuesday night? And she goes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and at that moment of the one person who never knows when anything <laughs> is, but like, you know, it's like and there's always somebody like that. And I, I thought that was a, a very much captured uh, a personality that is prominent amongst most organized sports slash uh music groups or whatever that I've ever been a part of. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and here's the point in my notes where I wrote where are the refs in oh, all caps. Oh god, yeah. And they immediately they immediately took Drew Barrymore's character out of the bout. Like immediately after I wrote that. Yeah, yeah, that was when she like actually started it an open. Physically brawl.
0: punches a person.
1: But um, yeah, therefore I was like, Where are the refs? Yeah. What are they doing? doing why aren't they stopping this yeah why aren't they sending people to the box no
0: nope, they literally <laughs> never call any penalties the only thing they ever do is they take Drew Barrymore out when she physically assaults a person yeah but they they, they they throw elbows and stuff non-stop in this mm-hmm. movie and none of that ever gets called or anything or there's no they're just like no oh, that's a normal and that was one of the things with the plays earlier that I was talking about there's one play that they do where I think the holy rollers is the one he gives to them
1: yeah but there were, the whole play is just, like, them turning around and clotheslining Close lining everybody
0: on the team. And I was like, that's, okay. Yeah. And also, it's like, oh, they finally decided to block. And when they decided to block, they decided to do it completely illegally. <laughs> like, they just, like, literally throw an elbow into the face of every player on the, on yeah. the other team.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, uh, yeah. At least flat track and, like now yeah like we had talked a little bit about maybe it was a little different maybe a yeah. decade ago maybe i don't know i feel like probably not that much maybe different not to that extent yeah there are very specific rules about like where on another player's body you can hit them yeah. and like what with what parts of yeah. your body you can yeah. hit them
0: there's been moments where i've watched bouts where i'm like oh that was a penalty that felt like that shouldn't have been a penalty you know what i mean yeah. and so like throwing elbows at faces is yeah, for sure a penalty yeah <laughs> but yeah
1: at the end of the movie when bliss is she's getting ready and she's gonna do the pageant and then she gets permission to go to the roller derby bout and then she gives her dress to this other girl who's there do we know her she was in the
0: very first scene i think
1: okay. I was like, who is this? We've never interacted with her before. Like, it's nice that you're giving her your $800
0: dress. Yeah.
1: But like, who are you?
0: Yeah. I I felt like there was probably another couple scenes maybe with her that were dropped because I think we were introduced to her in the very first scene. But Mm -hmm. like, I don't even know if we saw, I don't, I could be wrong, but I don't even know if we saw her and Bliss interact. We may have just had her introduced like on stage or something. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah,
1: she was probably one of the other girls, yeah. I'm sure. But anyway. But yeah. I was like, what?
0: That's probably the, a cutting room floor thing, if yeah. I had to guess. Potentially. I also, at the very end, when she's in the last roller derby, uh, the last bout, and, and it's uh, the Holy Rollers or whatever versus her, versus uh, them, and there's a moment where, uh, this is the moment where Iron Maven like comes to respect uh bliss mm-hmm. it's because she's like oh you know it's always been so it's so easy for you and I busted my ass and blah 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 and then in this final bout one of the uh holy rollers like body checks um bliss and like knocks her into the railing and she falls on the ground and she's laying there and everybody like the whole crowd goes silent. Yeah. And they're like oh my god and it's like this big dramatic moment and then she gets up and she's okay and like Iron Maven's like kids are right she's tough (laughs) blah 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 and like and everybody's like whoa and to me i don't because the rest of the violence in the roller derby had been so over the top Mm -hmm. the rest of the film that moment fell a little flat for me yeah
1: yeah, i agree do
0: you see what i'm saying like because we'd had people like breaking noses and like knocking people over the railing and stuff that when we get to the end and she just gets like body and it, she lands hard, but like she's fallen also hard at other times. She broke her glasses in like the first scene of the movie, like that she yeah. roller skates, uh, like on the rink or whatever. And so like, I felt like it should have been more dramatic, like her injury, like whatever happened to her to like get the respect and stuff should have been more either. It should have been more imp- like crazy or the, le- uh, the rest of the sort of, Violence over the course of the roller derby should have been dialed back slightly. I don't mm-hmm. know because it didn't feel like that big of a moment. At least not that much more than like what even what she had experienced to that point. I guess it was. It was supposed to be, but it just kind of didn't land for me. In the yeah, no, I, I, I agree
1: to. with that. I did think it it felt a, a little bit flat. Yeah, yeah. It's like she, she just hit the maybe feel as impactful as they wanted it. Yeah, to.
0: like she just hit the railing and then landed on the floor and and like and I was like, wait, is she unconscious? Like. People have been falling constantly, including mm-hmm. and including her. Yeah. Now she's like maybe has a concussion or is unconscious or something, like that. and and that can happen. Freak accident. I like I get it, but it just didn't look. I don't know. I don't know.
1: Um, my last note here. I believe I put a pin in this earlier, so I'm come back to it. I am a little conflicted about a specific change that was made from book to movie, and that is Pash getting arrested. Yeah. So in the movie, uh, Pash gets arrested. She's got an open container. Yeah. Um. She's, she's also a minor. a minor. In the book, that doesn't happen. But Bliss does abandon her at the bout when the fire marshal breaks it up. Um, and then the next day at school we come to find out that they had, like, this partner project they were working on, and Bliss has totally neglected to do her half of it, which, like, tanks their grade. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of similar to in the movie to where, like, Pasha's she's super smart, and she's really concerned about, like, getting a grade so she can go to a good college. Yeah. Okay. So I was, I was a little bit torn about that, because I think getting arrested is, like, way higher stakes. Yeah. Which is more interesting... But those stakes don't end up amounting to anything yeah. in the movie. We're like, oh, she got arrested and she's like, well, it's not the kind of extracurricular activity they want on college applications. But then, like, two scenes later, she's like, oh, I got into yeah, all these got, good schools. Yeah, I got into Columbia, <laughs> so, Johns Hopkins, yeah. yeah. So, like, nothing ever happens with it. So, I'm like, it's more interesting that it's higher stakes but if you're not going to do anything with it, maybe it would be better to just go with the lower stakes thing. That's like easier to hand wave away.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like she still had good enough grades. Yeah. Because
1: anyway, so. like, I I mean, one assignment. Yeah. You would have to have like in high school, that's yeah. probably not going to completely tank no. your Maybe in college, maybe. but maybe But that's not going to tank you.
0: No. And they could have even had a line where to kind of explain away them looking past the yeah the 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 misdemeanor or whatever she yeah. ended up with but yeah i think it is more dramatic obviously but yeah maybe they needed to do a little more with it
1: yeah yeah a little more something with it yeah because that is like it's awfully high stakes to just like yeah. now it doesn't mean anything no, it doesn't matter
0: she's good she's going to columbia yeah, she's fine <laughs> yeah. she'll
1: be fine guys yeah
0: all right, that was it for all of our general odds and ends and notes and stuff. Holy cow, this is a long one. We've got to wrap it up. It's time for the final verdict.
2: Now, uh, are you ready for your sentence? Sentence? But there must be a verdict first. Sentence first. Verdict afterwards.
1: I'm going to go with the movie this time. Uh, it's not a perfect movie. I think there are definitely some weak points, as we've discussed, but it is a really good movie. Um, yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I kind of wish I had seen it earlier in my life. This was my first viewing of it as well. Um, but I, yeah, I thought it was really good. Really enjoyed watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, the book is fine. It's got its good points. Uh, I do think it's something that I probably would have enjoyed more as a teenager. Maybe yeah. than I did as a 30-year-old. It's very much written in like a teenage voice, yeah. and I think if you're not a teenager, that can get a little bit grating. But now having both read and watched, I kind of get the sense that maybe the author slash screenwriter was a little bit more comfortable working in the medium of a screenplay. Which totally makes sense since that's primarily what she does. Yeah. Um, But there were some kind of rough patches in the book. Like, for example, the first few chapters of the book are are really info dumps that explain who Bliss is and like these various elements of her life and it is hard i think to naturally work background information into a novel especially when you kind of need that information up front yeah. whereas in a film you can really utilize that visual language and interca- and integrate that background info a lot more naturally yeah. like you know whereas in the book we have to spend all of this time explaining who her mom is and the whole history with the pageants and we need all of that information up front so we kind of have to info dump it whereas in the film we can just show that initial scene where they're at the pageant and we see how her mom like we see what Bliss does and we see how her mom reacts and we're like oh okay
0: Yeah, we know exactly exactly
1: what's going on we know everything that we need to know about these two characters and their history in order to move forward with the story
0: and then we can kind of piecemeal throughout like oh we see the picture of her as the blue bonnet pageant winner like back in the 80s. So, Mm -hmm. oh, she, you know, like you can kind of get that throughout the course of the film after you've already set that groundwork.
1: Um, And then in addition to that, I thought the movie also made better use of character arc. Bliss had a better arc. Her dad gets an arc. Her mom gets an arc. um, And they all kind of as a family have like a unit arc as well. You know, for me, it it is going to be the movie. The um, book was good, but I think the movie overall engaged in better storytelling.
0: Alright, there you go. Go ahead. Check out Whippet the film. Check out Whippet slash Derby Girl the book. They're both good, but uh the movie's just a little bit better. Alright, before we get to our announcement of the next episode, we got a few things to wrap up here first thing is uh follow us on social media facebook twitter goodreads instagram just uh, search for this film is lit you'll be able to find us it's where we post our follow-up polls that you can vote on uh or or comment on uh if you don't have a preference if you don't prefer the movie or the book you can just comment why you liked the movie or why you liked Mm -hmm. the book or vice versa um so yeah don't let uh the fact that you didn't do both uh keep you from voting or keep you from commenting uh, we also post all kinds of other fun stuff on all of our social media. Also wanted to mention that this Friday, if you're listening to this, when this episode comes out on Wednesday, this Friday, which is April the, thir- the 10th or something like that.
2: Something I think like so. That. Yeah. yeah,
0: the 10th. Uh, we're releasing uh, one of our bonus patron episodes uh, to everybody. And that is going to be our Tiger King review and discussion. Uh, during this time, we know everybody's kind of home uh, with nothing to do. So we figured maybe well, not all of us. Or if you're out and need something to listen to, or whatever it is, um, we we thought we'd give away kind of another little uh, free preview of our uh, bonus patron only content. Uh, We spent an hour talking about Tiger King,
1: and boy did we have some thoughts. Boy did
0: we have some thoughts. It's one of the other reasons I wanted to release it to everybody. Is I wanted to. I kind of think that it's maybe a discussion that needs a little more potentially, not to be like overly praise word praising of our discussion but I think it's uh the, some of the stuff we talk about is something that I would like to see discussed more widely amongst people who have watched the show and that sort of thing Yeah. Um. so uh, let's check that out on Friday our Tiger King discussion finally you can support us on Patreon like uh, like I mentioned and go to patreon.com slash this film is lit support us for as little as two bucks a month but two five or fifteen dollars a month and you get access to different things at each level um and uh, that helps us out a lot uh with some of our uh, administrative fees and that sort of thing um and it's also uh gives you access to some fun stuff. Katie, what's next?
1: Up next, we are going to be doing a book from a favorite series of mine when I was a child. We are going to talk about Bezus and Ramona by Beverly Cleary.
0: Never heard of it. I mean, I've heard of Beverly Cleary, but I don't think I've heard of this book.
1: You did not have an amazing girlhood, clearly. <laughs> I did
0: not. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> All right. Uh, is it? What? What is the movie? When is where? I've never. Is it called Beezus and Ramona? They
1: flip flopped it for the movie. It's Ramona and Beezus.
0: Interesting. Which
1: I want to talk about why they might have done that.
0: Okay. All right. That will be our next episode: Ramona and uh, Beezus and Ramona, Ramona and Beezus. Uh, look out for that in two weeks time and in one week's time we'll have a prequel episode and in two days time we'll have our Tiger King Bizkit. Carol Laskins didn't kill her husband <laughs> <laughs> uh, you'll have to listen to the episode to find out more so yeah uh, until that time until uh, for, I don't know next week or whatever guys gals non-binary and everybody else keep reading books keep watching movies and keep being and awesome welcome.